Culpa MX Network production. production. This is the Fly Moto 60 Show on CulpaMX.com. Taking your calls and looking ahead to the races. With your host, Steve Mathis. Welcome, everybody. It's Thursday. It's noon Pacific. This is the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We really appreciate it. We, uh, we're sponsored by Fly Racing, partners in this show. Without them, it wouldn't happen, and we thank them for that. Fly Racing, the gear and helmet choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne, a whole host of other top-level athletes. Fly Racing distributed exclusive in the United States by Western Power Sports, available 40-plus countries worldwide. All right, it's an off weekend. Uh, I'm Steve Mathis, and uh, we're here to talk some moto. Taking your calls, producing the show behind the scenes, and uh, holding everything down is uh, the producer, uh, the Tits Legendary Tits. What's up? What's up, guy? You actually did your job this week. You produced and recommended a guest. Yeah. And we will probably have them on Monday, perhaps today, if we have yeah. enough time. Good job. How do you like that? Good job. Yep. How do you like Stuart winning? I thought it was great. I was happy for him. You, 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 no, no, seriously. I would have rather had Dungey win, right? But happy, I was very. I was no, happy. I was. I was happy for Stewart. I would have been probably equally as happy if Kennard would have got the W. Okay. If the scoring system isn't all screwed up. Oh, really? It's all screwed up. <laughs> it's been that it's been way for thirty years. Uh, and uh, yeah, and how about that? Trey Kennard thinking he won the overall. Uh, Poor Trey Kennard. Um, fantastic ride for him uh, on the Honda Muscle Milk Rider. And but just a three-one beats a two-two because uh, an extra, you know, you get a little three-point gap for winning, and as you should, winning the moto should be the number one thing. You, you'll remember a couple of years ago, Dungey had like four two-twos in a row for third overall because Reed and RV kept going three-one and one-three. I hated it. About many times in a row, though. Well, wow. I don't, it was a bunch it's of a times. Bunch of times. It was a bunch of times just in the season right, in right. general. So I'm 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 well aware of the scoring. The scoring and how it all works out. Yeah. Uh, 702-586-7857. Call in. Phone lines are open now. now. And uh, call in. And what what we're gonna do today? We're gonna give away some fly racing stuff. Uh, we got fly racing folding aluminum loading ramp, a podium bike stand, and a set of fly tie downs. Uh, two hundred dollar retail value. Pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt Not about bad. it. Uh, thanks to fly racing for doing that. And um, thank you, everybody, for listening. All right. Hopefully that makes him stop. Uh, thanks, everybody. Uh, appreciate it. Jason Wygant's coming on. He's going to be on to uh, talk Loretta Lins. Uh, he's there right now announcing. Uh, Tim Ferry is uh, two for three in Moto Wins right now. So very exciting there. We're going to talk to him about some of the up-and-coming kids that we're going to see pro turning pro at Unadilla. Shane McElrath, uh, Matt Bisaglia are going to be turning pro at Unadilla. So always interesting to see what those kids got and uh what we're going to do is just award a random caller one of the that fly racing package you tie down bike stand and a loading ramp three essentials to going riding um thanks to fly racing for that so just call in uh, tell us what you think and uh if you got a good question or we just like the sound of your voice you uh you can win so so this weekend's off. We got Loretta Lynn's going on right now down in Tennessee. I haven't been there since 1998, so I was going to make another trip down there just um haven't uh, didn't didn't make it this year, and also X Games this weekend. X Games Step Up Moto X, which is on the floor of the Staples Center, should be with a metal ramp. Should be interesting. 
Did they bring that back? I thought they stopped that for a while. Yeah, they did. And okay. yeah, they brought it back. Probably okay. realized that it's damn exciting, you know? Yeah. Um, it's not as good as the women's enduro cross, though. Women's enduro cross, men's enduro cross, women's Moto X uh, going on also. So um, I'm missing one. Oh, best whip. No, never mind. <laughs> I got them all. Uh, text in now if you're a Medal of the Metal yeah. Militia, you're guaranteed to win. So uh, X Games going on today. I wrote a column um, with Chase Stallo from Racer X. All about X Games and how I think it's widely overrated. Yes, it gets tons of viewers. Yes, probably more viewers than all the nationals combined do on uh, Fuel and NBC Sports. But no, how is it helping us? How is it? It's getting eyeballs. But those eyeballs are skater kids and moms and dads and nobody that's going to pick up a dirt bike and go riding. At least not as far as I know. Uh, sponsors, yeah. Shit ton of uh, corporate uh, sponsors involved with the X Games. Tell me where they are. Tell me where they are in the sport. All we have is energy drinks uh, for the most part. Nothing from the X Games is really passing down and going, man, that Moto X race, that was so exciting. Uh, I'm going to step into Supercross Motocross in any way I can. There's no Fortune 500 CEOs thinking that. So to me, the X Games agents love to talk about the eyeballs and Riders love to be on ESPN, and don't get me wrong, it's cool for those guys. And I'm not talking freestyle guys, because those guys are indeed picking up sponsors from X Games Exposure. That's fine. I'm talking Supercross guys, Motocross guys. This is probably five, six years of that event. I've yet to see it really help our sport out. As I wrote in the column today, you want to help the sport out, ESPN, then televise the Supercross and Nationals. Run by people who really know what they're doing. Um, try that. That'll help us out. Um, so, anyways, uh, with that, we're going to go um, talk a little bit about uh, Millville. Um, real bummer that uh, Ken Roxon crashed. Man, that series was really shaping up to be pretty good. And uh, it was a bad crash. And kudos to Ken for coming out. But it's all over, tits. It's all over. Yeah. Eli's won four motos in a row. I think he's won seven out of ten. Yeah. We, we had both series were looking up yeah. real nice. Both of those are yeah. As uh, much gone. as Jason Wygant pointed out, you uh, you give Ryan Dungey those points from Redbud DNF, and he's a uh, seven back or something of Ryan Villapoto. Ifs and buts for candies and nuts. Yep, exactly. Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. Got a few lines open. Uh, give us a call and try to win some fry stuff, or just uh, call in with a question if that's all you got. Um, Jeremy Martin was good at uh, Millville. Obviously, he lives at the track, so that was a pretty pretty good ride. He uh, put in, in the first moto, led for a long time, got second. Uh, nothing to be ashamed of there. Second moto looked like he perhaps had run himself a bit out of gas, got a seventh, um, just kind of slowly moving backwards. His brother, Alex, who's formerly top five there before, um, didn't have a good day. Well, not a bad day, 15, 16 or something like that. But he wasn't 100%. He knocked himself out at Washougal, so that that really hurt him. And um, so right now it looks like Tomac and Ryan Villapoto are in control of the situation. Although anything can happen. If some, you know, the, the one team that has had some some DNFs has been Geico. Uh, Will Hans had some problems. Justin Bogle had a problem. Now, granted, that was at Southwick, but still, um, there's a. I don't want to say there's a history, but bikes could break. Bikes could break. You never know. So it's not totally over. Three rounds left. Uh, Unadilla, Utah. Lake Elsinore. Uh, looking forward to seeing what the Utah one is like. Yeah, we'll see. See how that goes. Um, news in the sport. Silly season news in our sport. Andrew Short, back with BTOsports.com for a two-year deal. That has to get a 
his fans really excited, Tits? I, I know one fan in particular who was very excited about that. Yeah, that's a good deal. Um, Matt Gerke will probably be there back, and that means Michael Byrne probably leaving the team after three years. Did you see that coming? Like, did you know that, that he was talking to him that they're looking at a multi-year deal? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. uh, I'd spoken to Andrew maybe a month and a half ago or so, and he and he didn't – I said, hey, are you just going to resign here? Uh-huh. Like, really thought that that was what was going to happen. Uh-huh. And he was like, eh, I don't know, meaning, you know, he had something else going. Uh-huh. And I was like, think, like, there's not many rides open in 450s. If you really look at 450 class, JGR has a spot, probably going to go back to Josh Grant. Um. Yeah, that's about it. If you look at the top level teams, there's not many spots open. If if Chad Reed wants to add a guy, so there's there's that spot. Uh, if Chad Reed gets funding to add a guy, but really top level 450 teams, and and that's what Andrew Short is. He's a top level rider. Top level teams, not many rides open right now for guys. So Andrew didn't have a whole lot of choice but to go uh, back to BTO. So uh, good job on that. Uh, unfortunately, like I said, it looks like Michael Byrne may be needing a new home, which sucks. Uh, he's struggling this year coming back from his leg injury, and, and Burner is one of the good guys in the sport, so he'll have to find a new home most likely. Uh, there's talk of Moto Concepts adding a, another spot, but honestly, and no slam against Moto Concepts, but I just that wouldn't be where Shorty, I think, is looking to go. So um, just not many 450 rides out there really right now. Ra- Tyler Rattray is looking. Um, he wants to go somewhere. He wants to stay uh, in America, but maybe perhaps we'll go back to Europe. I think Grant will go to that JGR spot that's open. Justin Brayton's going to stay, and uh, so there's one more spot. I think Grant will be back there. And as far as the lights class, well, Pro Circuit's full. Geico's full. Star Racing has two guys, but um, no word on whether they're going to expand or not. So they may have a spot. Rockstar Suzuki, probably one spot. Let's say Blake Wharton's moving on. Although maybe not. He won a Supercross this year. So... There's that. RCH, same team, I think, uh, in talking to people over there. Brock Tickle will be back for sure. And uh, they took a swing at Eli Tomac. They missed. Um, and I think they'll probably just go with Josh Hill. Remember, Josh Hill um, really came on at the end of the year and started riding very well. So um, if they kept Josh Hill for Supercross, that wouldn't be surprising. So, yeah, the Mike Webb wanted to add a guy, wants to add a guy to James Stewart, but – doesn't know if he has the budget. Maybe that's open. Maybe not. Again, just look at how many top-level 450 guys aren't there, aren't um, it, don't have a spot. Weston Pike, where's he going? I don't know. Um, where you know, there's not much open. So we're coming up with Jason Wygant live from Loretta Lynn's here, coming up on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. What do you guys think about uh, some of these silly season spots? What, what would you want uh, to see happen? What do you think is going to go on? Josh wants to talk about Chad Reed. Josh, what's going on, man? Hey, Steve. How's it going, man? Good. Hey, thanks for uh, uh No problem. Um, yeah, I just was thinking, you know, there's kind of been rumors going along on Twitter and stuff about changing things up next year for Reed and big plans coming for him and, I was wondering what your take was, what your thoughts were about that, and uh, what you think he's going to do. Um, well, um, I don't know what he's going to do. Everything's up for him. Uh, I, yeah. I spoke to him for a while at Washougal, uh, up in his up in his lounge, and we, we he said, "I don't know where all these Yamaha rumors started, Mathis." And I said, "Well, it's me. <laughs> it was actually me uh, because it? <laughs> yeah, it was because I know he'd been talking to him. I know Yamaha's yeah. sniffing around trying to get guys." Uh, and Chad said that uh, 
he made a mention about the race shop being different and talking to those guys. Yeah. So, you know, he's talking to Yamaha, and then he said, well, there's uh, there's definitely some other OEMs that I could go to, some other colors, he said. So I think if I'm betting, I've been wrong before, though, Josh. Some people, some people, some people are uh, really. Oh, think, come on! Really think I'm a pretty big idiot. But if I'm betting, I think he changes colors. I really do. Yeah. I think he wants to yeah. add another guy to his team. I don't think Honda has the budget nor the uh, the parts to add another guy to his team. So I know he wants to add a guy to his team. So I think he did. I think he'll do that. And I think that uh, uh, he'll be on another color. I really do. I just think. Yeah. You know, he's not getting. He's getting help from Honda, but I just don't think uh, he's getting a ton. And I think other OEMs will step up and actually pay him cash, cash and right. parts to to switch bikes. So, and he's a businessman; yeah. he's running his own team. So, I don't know. Yeah, maybe maybe Yamaha, I, but I think he's going to switch. I think I I agree with you there. I think he's going to switch, and I I just noticed a lot of more activity on Twitter and and the social media from him, and it just seems like he's more. I don't know. He just seems like he's more uh, out there and just kind of pump for things that are coming for him. I don't know. Yeah, you know, uh, you got to be careful with Chad. I mean, he's a, he's a buddy of mine for sure, uh, but he likes stirring the pot with Instagram and Twitter. <laughs> he he enjoys that. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah. Putting it out there, yeah. and you know, you you you, um, you just can't take everything he says for the the jokes and the inside stuff as as fact. Uh-huh. You know, but yeah. but but I, but I do okay. but I do gotcha. think I do think he'll change. Yeah, I do think he'll change yeah. uh, change yeah. bikes. So. I also wanted to commend you for uh, doing what you did at Wash Your Go and stand up for yourself. I, 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 I respect you for that. It was, it was a yeah. good situation in a bad situation, you know? Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> it, it was a bad situation. Um, but like I, like I said last week on the show, like, you know, you fight for your family, fight for your friends, fight yeah. if, if, uh, if I've got to protect tits. But fighting yeah. over, you know, Jeff Alesa getting caught with a laser? No, no, oh, I'm, yeah. I'm just not. Yeah. You know, obviously, I totally get Tony. I totally get Tony's point of view, stand up for his kid. But there's a fine line of when you kind of, you know, oh, <laughs> there's yeah. a fine line no, there. No. But no, I, like, I definitely commend you for look, stand look, up. The, for the, the 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 kid was caught with the laser. He 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 had the laser at PIR. Tony had to have seen the laser in the truck or around or whatever. And sure, maybe he maybe Jeff said he didn't do it. But there had right. to have been something in Tony's mind to being like, you know what? My stupid kid might have just done that. And maybe yeah. right now isn't the time to just absolutely lose my shit on the guy who reported right. you know? So They yeah. had to have seen that laser all weekend. Wow. You had to have known it was around. You would think so, but, right? Yeah, you would yeah, think so. Yeah, but whatever. All right, thanks. <laughs> whatever, it's over. We're done with <laughs> Thanks, Josh. Appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. All nope. right, see ya. Uh, Fly Racing Moto 60 show coming up with Jason Wygant. Uh, Brad, what's going on? Hey, how's it going, guys? What's happening? Uh, just first of all, I wanted to thank you for letting me uh, at least sit at the table while you're doing the uh, podcast last weekend at Millville. Oh yeah, no, yeah, no worries. And, uh, uh, yeah, absolutely. And uh, also, I just like I, I rode the track on Thursday and Friday, and uh, I know a lot of guys like complained about the tracks, and like I want to know if like if a lot of things like guys complain about tracks, like is it to the point where the track really isn't uh, up to snuff, or is it just? the fact that it's not what they practice on and they're not very good on the type of train that it was on. I think they showed up at Millville and it was so different from every other Millville we've ever raced. Mm-hmm. And I right, think that so like some of the settings that they would have thought of for first practice yeah, just like did not work. Yeah, some stuff didn't work. I heard, I heard the tire guys were uh, struggling a bit because they mounted, you know, the regular deep, deep loam tires. Um, right. 
I, I know yeah. uh, BTO is working with a half Scoopy, but uh, yeah. I uh, I successfully pulled twenty bucks off of JT for uh, <laughs> for thinking that wouldn't get a, a whole shot. Oh yeah, nice, nice. Yeah. Um, no, yeah, no, no. The, the, um, it's sorry, just go ahead. It's just riders complaining about the tracks. I mean, obviously, I write about it because that's what they're talking about. But I don't put a whole mm-hmm. lot of stock in that because um, I just they're always complaining about the tracks. The only guy that doesn't complain about the tracks is the winner. You know. Um, yeah, well, but it was different. Hey, it was a lot different from usual. Yeah, well, I, I was there in 07. It was a lot deeper. But uh, anyway, uh, first of all, for, uh, 2014 fly stuff looked awesome in the rig uh, for the BTOsports.com uh, VIP fan experience. And, um, yeah, I just uh, wanted to – what was the other thing I wanted to ask you? Uh, I don't know. 702-586-757 if uh, – Somebody wants to call in. Um, we got a little bit of time on the line while Brad thinks about what he wanted to say. Jason Wygant coming up. You there? Yeah, I mean, now, now, you, now you really lost me, big guy. Um, well, uh, what was the other thing? Oh, yeah, for the break. Uh, as far as the uh, the race goes for the uh, the X Games, um, at this point in the season, are most of the like the, the serious contenders looking for a solid break? And uh, then, the, like the field for X Games, would mostly be made up of uh, guys who are just looking for to make a couple of bucks, as well as get some exposure. Um, and and how seriously do the guys really take that race? I don't think they take it that seriously. I think they don't. It's not very taxing on them. It'll remember if it goes right. long, they'll just wave the checkers if it's time for Sports Center or something. Um, Perfect. Yeah. That's yeah. So I, I just think it's. I think it's. You know, it's some fun and some exposure. I think uh, first place was. What did Mason say? Tits he got. For a gold medal, sixty thousand, uh, probably like a hundred grand. Sixty grand, did he say? Yeah. So he did sixty grand. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like sixty, thirty, ten for the top. So there's some money on it on the line. Bad. That ain't bad. That's for, not for bad. A, it's for a nice second work. place in Manitoba is only forty bucks right now. Oh, there we go. Mm. So it's a lot better than than racing in Manitoba. Um, yeah, for sure. But right. uh, how do you think Timmy's going to do that later on? I know he had some problems uh, earlier today. Sorry to like, tie you up a little. Uh, yeah, he'll win. He'll dominate. He looked like he, looked, yeah, like he looked, looked like he fell twice. He was much faster than Robbie Renard. Lap time wise, yeah. Most, what are you gonna do with that fifty bucks? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we said. I, I, yeah, I, I bet Tony Berluti about uh, about that. I could just take his fifty and mount it right by where he sits. So every time he has yeah. to just look at it. Laminated to the bottom of his chair, so you have to sit down and look at it while he can't actually pick it off the. Yeah, there you go. Heat. Yeah, I like it. All right, Very Brad. Good. Hey, thanks, man. Right on. Well, thanks for your time, and uh, yeah. appreciate you guys. Talk to you later. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Fly Moto 60 show. We're pumped with the reception this thing is getting. It's uh, you know one hour live show, uh, trying to make it a little more sports talkish, trying to get uh, your guys' opinion out there, uh, your questions answered about uh, Supercross Motocross. So, and uh, you know it's three o'clock Eastern. You're not doing nothing. It's live. Why not just tune in? Seven zero two five eight six seven eight five seven. You can get it on iTunes and Stitcher. Also, uh, don't 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 uh, don't worry if you don't catch the archive. If you don't catch it live, coming up, Jason Wygant on the show, uh, a first-person perspective of Loretta Lynn's. So, a couple guys at Millville were very good, better than they've been. Trey Kennard, Justin Barsha, they they're great riders. They've all they podiumed earlier this year. They've done well. There's uh, there's no doubt that they they know how to ride a bike, but they were significantly better. At Millville. So is this something that's going to just keep on going? Or is this something that uh, just happened to be at Millville? Trey loves Millville. He's, he's, he's pretty good there. So what's going to happen going forward? Utah, Unadilla, Elsinore. Not in that order, of course.
can those guys turn it around? Can they get in the mix? Can they uh, can they challenge? I mean, uh, Dungey won the second moto. Not by that much, though. Trey was second, and he wasn't that far back, especially considering that it was um, Ryan Dungey's home track, and he's absolutely killed it before um, at that track. So, you know, there's that, and we'll see, I guess. We'll see if the Honda guys can turn it around. They've been a little off the pace the last few weeks, but Millville was much, much, much better. Before we get to Weege, let's round off these calls. Dave, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, man? What's happening? I, I got a question for you, man. You're a mechanic. Okay, you've been a mechanic for years. Now, Villapoto is always, you know, they say he only he uses the same tire all the, all the time. Maybe some of these guys, you know, you think that would, uh, you know, better off doing that because it seems like they're always chasing suspension. So if they know they say, uh, I'm sorry, stay with the same tire, they know what the feeling is, so they adjust the suspension. Well, how, how was your... Uh, uh, yeah. What do you think about no, that? You're right. One thing I've learned about being a mechanic is everything you change uh, affects something else. Uh, so if you change a tire, that does hurt. Um, that does hurt your settings. So and sometimes maybe um, that'll that'll catch up to you um, if you change a tire. Now your settings are off. Now your chassis is off a little bit. Everything you change affects something else. And yeah, for years, you know, Brock Sellards for years ran a Dunlop 490 uh, front front um, front tire everywhere he goes, everywhere he went. Um, no matter what, no matter what surface, it, no matter what surface it was on, um, and uh, you know it does it does matter. So yeah, maybe RVs changed. I think the the rear tire Dunlop made a switch, not in the pattern or anything, but in the compound of the tire, and I think that yeah. RV went to that, but it's really close to what he's been running but you're right you know what guys could just uh just be better off just keeping the same tires and now they know what they're dealing with you know yeah you know they they you know once they get it they know what the feel is so you know yeah you know uh they know how much they can push with that tire you know that would be make it more comfortable instead of you know like I said, these guys they're always say they're always testing and this and that, and it's just like you know. Imagine it gets you know crazy after a while. That's all. Well, you want to eliminate the variables, right? You want to eliminate right, the, right. the problems, and um, yeah, it, it, that you're, you have a good point. You can just keep the tire. Yeah. You know, a lot of times, right. a lot of times, the um, tire guys are the ones who make the choice. They say, "Hey, here's what we want to try. Here's what we think will work." You know, right? So, but he's, but like you said, he's, you know, he said, no, I'm sticking with the tire. You know, yes, yes. Like you said, you just said, I, you know, I heard him say they changed the compound a little bit, but he's sticking with, yeah. Basically, it's almost the same tire. So, yep, yep, yeah, yeah no, that's absolutely. all, man. So, all right, well, hey, thanks, Dave. I appreciate it. Okay, man. All right, all man. Right, thanks, Josh. What's going on? Yes. What's happening? Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good. Thanks for calling. Hey, no problem. I really enjoy you guys' show. I always leave a lot of voicemails, but I never really called in live. Um, I just don't really have the time to, to listen in the evenings, but I, I got you guys up on my uh, computer right now. Right on. Sweet, man. Hey, you guys were talking about the the silly season rumors, things like that. And one thing that, that I've kind of always wondered, and I just wanted to get you guys' take on it, I know uh, Mike Genova of uh, Moto Concept has always been um, – like really going on and on about not getting the support that they want, and, mm-hmm. and it seems like Alessi's uh, are walking around like with a different attitude. But it just strikes me as like it seems like everything you've heard on the in the industry 
not many people want to work with the Alessis. And, and it's, I just wonder if the day's ever going to come where Mike Genova says, you know, man, this isn't going to fly. Like, I'm not going to get this off the ground with, the, with, this, with this crew I'm running with right now, you know. It's just yeah. DV left, Well, and it's just kind of – just wanted to get your, your opinion on it. Uh, no, good points. Good points, absolutely. And, you know, they, the Alessis are running a little bit different suspension than everybody else. They're running a right, different right. motor build than everybody else. Mike Genova had – Ryan Sipes, Kyle Chisholm, uh, Travis Baker. He had three guys, two guys in the top ten in 450 indoors and out. Right. Uh, Ryan Sipes won a race, Motor Concepts, or did he get podium? I think he made a podium. Um, and then he just threw that all away to go with Michael Essie. So yeah, I don't get right. that. It doesn't make sense. Like you, you would think like with the, with that crew that he did have, like good things were. And then DV being in the court, like I really like DV a lot, and I just think like. With, with where the, the direction they were going, I can't believe that he, he ditched all that, went with the Alessis, and then is and then is like walking around talking like he's blown away that he's not getting the support. <laughs> but like, what right. does he expect? I well, mean, these guys come with like a dark cloud yeah, over them. You no, know? There, there's certainly people in the industry that will not work with the Alessis. There's no doubt right, about it. Right, right, exactly. Uh, I know Mike. Mike had put Ryan Sipes and Kyle Chisholm into the top ten outdoors, and he was not getting any help from Yamaha, and he was pissed. But, right. But I was telling him, Mike. you got to pay your dues. The star racing guys took forever. Um, right, right, yeah. There, there, there is egos with the OEMs. There are chips on shoulders of people in positions of power. Play the game. Put in good results. You'll get help. Um, right, right. But, but he, did, he was just uh, – he wasn't willing to do that, you know? Yeah. So it, well, it kind of – Well, do you think the day is going to come – where he's going to say, okay, i gotta, I got to re-up and do something different? Or do you think when he's done with the Alessis, with the kind of the bad little uh, run that they've had, that he'll end up just leaving the sport? Well, that's a good question. I don't know the answer to that. But, yeah, you know, eventually what will happen maybe is, is, is he'll work with the Alessis and, and nothing will come his way, and then he'll be like, F this industry, man. No one wants to help me. And it's right, like, that's nah, kind of yeah. what, what it looks like it might go, you know? Right. No, yeah, you're right. Um. Yeah, it's, it's, but then again, hey, look, uh, uh, Josh, uh, Michael Essie, you know, got second last year in the outdoors. He's fast. He puts in good results. Like, they're, they're, it's hard to get that guy. I don't right, think, right, yeah. I, you know what? I would doubt they're paying, um, they're paying Michael Essie that much money. Like, right. Where, for what they're getting, because basically Mike was out of, Mike was out of places to get a ride. So well, yeah, that's the thing. Like when this when this is done, what will he do next? Is my, is yeah. another thing. Like yeah. it's just like I don't know. Like I, I don't know if he's going to have anywhere would, to go after this. Would you, if you're looking for results, Josh, and you own a team, do you not care about the results and not hire Michael Essi because of everything else? I wouldn't want to work with his dad. I I just right. I can't believe that he has such an impact just just from what i hear i mean i'm just yeah. i'm like a super fan okay right. just from what i hear it sounds like he's a major pain in the ass it was uh yeah there's there's a lot of people who are like oh okay so moto concepts hired michael lessi okay cool wait wait tony's the manager wait right wait. right yeah no nah, it, yeah. it yeah it's a uh, it's a little weird. There's no doubt. And then, and then, and then, last weekend with everything at Washougal, it was like it blew my mind that he went that way. And then, what really blew my mind is I thought when he called in, he would be real apologetic, real you know, uh, cordial. 
and it just seemed like he was just even more over the over the top, you know. <laughs> He doubled down. That's what I was telling everybody. Yeah, this yeah, exactly. I, I'm with you. I thought it would go. I thought it would go much different than the way. It I did, did not see it playing out like that. No, I'm with you, Josh. I don't understand it. And you know what? I, it sucks that Moto, that MX Sports had to sanction. And I fully believe they had to. Don't get me wrong. It sucks that they had to the, to do this to Mike Genova. We need more Mike Genovas in the sport. We need right, more people because that's, like that. that's important to our to the moto industry, really. Yeah, you know? no, absolutely, it totally is, and that is what we uh, we need. And and if you're in Genova, you're like, ah, screw this sport. But it's like, no, Mike, we just and, and again, none of this falls on Mike Alessi himself. I right, Mike Alessi's right. a great rider. He's uh, a great guy. He's uh, terrific. Works hard. He's very friendly to fans. Man, you you would not believe how nice Mike Alessi is to fans. Out there. Right, None right. Of this, I, well, yeah. I've seen him at, at the races a few times, and uh, he he did seem very no, friendly, very is. nice. He is, and all of this shouldn't be on Mike Alessi. It should be on Tony and the circus that goes along with that, and, right? And and everything else. So yeah, it's uh, it's unfortunate, man. Hey, um, we got to run, but you you wanna you wanna fly racing stand tie down and loading ramp? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, fantastic. Thanks, Josh, for uh, calling the show and put you on hold. We'll get your hey, info. Hey, thanks. You guys have a good show, Steve, really. Huh. I, I listen to everything you guys do. You already won. You don't need to say that. You already hey, won. I'm just telling you the <laughs> truth, man. I, I don't have to win to tell you that because you guys do a good job. Perfect. Thank you, Josh. Thanks for calling. Stay on hold. Um, all right. Uh, Mark, what's going on? Hey, Steve. How you doing? Good. How are you? I was you? wondering if you can tell me um, how many points Mike Brown needs at this point to retain his number three plate. Mike? And uh, if he does come up short, if that number is going to be available to Eli Telmack if he wins the 250 title. Mike Brown needs 15 points, and I think he's only doing one more race. So it's not looking good. It's not looking good for Mike Brown to keep his number. He's got 10 points. And will that, if he, if he doesn't retain it, will that number be available to Tomac this coming year? Yes, that number will be available to be chosen. I don't know if Eli would want that. Who knows? He may just stick with 17. Um, but the right. number the number should be available, yeah. So, do you like do you like the permanent number? Do you like Mike Brown keeping number three? Um, I don't. I, I think it's just kind of been milked beyond the point of uh, reality here where – you know, guys like him that have been just kind of tinkering around with different series and racing enough races to retain the number. Um, I'd like to see some more single digits in Supercross. It just, um, I like the old days back in the 90s where, you know, you run the number that you earned that year or the previous year. But, um, you know, it's been so long since we've seen the number three circulated on a regular basis. I just think it's time to give it up. Right on. I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it as long as the 25 point rule is in effect. I didn't like it before that when they didn't have to do anything. So, but I, I see what you're saying. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, man. Appreciate thank it. All right, thank you. Um, hey, uh, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. 2014 Fly stuff is out. It's uh, that exciting new gear time of the year, and Fly Racing has released its 2014 line of racewear. Fly Racing's 2014 line once again continues to elevate racewear technology, such as its 2D buckle system, zipper lock system, and the introduction of magnetic technology represent a new level of innovation in performance racewear. Fly Racing 2014, available early August at a dealer near you. Early August. 
August 1st now. Uh, some bitching stuff out there um, this weekend. I love the Trey Kennard motif he was running in the first moto, and I loved um, Shorty ran it too. And I did like the uh, the KTM Orange that the guys ran on the BTO team in the first moto. They're in the practice, I mean. It matches matches the bike perfectly. Or you can go Flow Orange, whatever, whichever way you want. But uh, thank you to Fly Racing for helping out on this show. Fly Racing, the gear of choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Weston Pike, Michael Byrne, a whole host of other top-level athletes. Fly Racing distributed exclusively in the USA by Western Power Sports. Available in 40-plus countries worldwide. Thanks, everybody, for listening. We appreciate it. Well, Jason Wygant fell through. Uh, he's live at Loretta's in a field somewhere, and he said he could do it. And uh, he, then he said he couldn't do it. No, he didn't say he couldn't do it. We just couldn't get a hold of him on his phone. So we just couldn't couldn't do that. It's in Tennessee somewhere. But we pulled out the next best thing. And you want to talk about national numbers. This guy earned national number 95 um, a long time ago. He's now one of uh, he's now a stuntman in uh, so many popular movies. But the real reason we had him on is because he was an X Games judge for what seemed like forever. Regis Harrington, what's happening? Hey, buddy, how are you? Good. Thank you for coming on the Fly Racing Moto Sixty Show. Emergency fill-in uh, guest. Hey, no problem. I enjoy uh, I enjoy being in that spot. Call me whenever. Uh, yeah, why again? Couldn't you know? You know how phone services Loretta's. I don't know when the last time yeah, you went to Loretta's, but... Um, maybe stuck in a mud hole somewhere. <laughs> right? Hey, um, so X Games is coming up this weekend. Now you're no longer uh, the head judge of the uh, of the events. And can do you feel like you added years to your life for, for no longer doing it? Uh, you know what? I, I'm, I'm happy with the decision that I made last year to take a year off. It's... Um... It's a pressure cooker. It really is. I mean, so much goes into that, and it's a judge sport, and so much subject, you know, it's so subject, and, you know, and I just, uh, it was tough. It's fair and as honest as you try to be. There's always conspiracy theories, and it's just, you know, the, and it's it's getting harder and harder every year. They're, they're getting rid of more riders, making it more TV-friendly, and, and uh, yeah, I just wanted to take a break, you know. Uh, I really enjoy what Paul and those guys do over there and I may go back to it sometime, but I'm happy with sitting at home and watching on TV this year. Maybe I'll see something different that, uh, I was blind to for 10 years of being there. Now it didn't really pay much, did it? It wasn't worth the, the headache. No, I made a thousand dollars, maybe <laughs> an event. Right. And I did it because I felt that I was doing the sport and, you know, I felt like I was fair. Like, I would talk to all the riders. We'd yep. all be on the same playing field. But as soon as the event was over, the judges sucked. They don't know what they're doing. We're getting paid. It was just it was just chaos, right. you know. And uh, I'm friends with a lot of the guys, Mason and Adams and all those guys. I mean, I look up to every single one of them. And it's just a yep. bummer at the end of the night to have them tweeting that they'll meet you in the parking lot and they'll fight <laughs> you. And you know, it's, it's, you're like you're like it's not worth it. Um, yeah, it just really wasn't. It was never about the money to me. I mean, I kind of got involved with it after racing, right. and it was kind of cool to go see all the guys, you know, and, and I put so much into it, I felt like I was doing a service to the sport, but yeah, <laughs> it's just time to take a break. You know? uh, well, at least, like, like speed and style, there's a finish. You know, there's a rules and there's a finish. Moto X, there's a rules and a finish. Step up, um, you know, clear the bar. Unless it's time for Sports Center, then it's just a tie. But um, Exactly. You know, I mean, I... All of it is going more towards the, I mean, even all of X Games, if you look at it, it's going more towards the racing side. It's taken a while to get there, but 
you know, aside from freestyle, I mean, you got rally racing now and all kinds of different events that are like, okay, we got a checkered flag. So I'm cool with that, watching it, you know. Right, right, right. Um, hey, the, one of the things X Games did this year, they got rid of Best Trick, which was basically just a one-off, whatever you can do, balls out, and many people think that's a good thing. W- what's your thoughts on that? Uh, I do. I thought it was a good thing. I, in all honesty, and I can say this now, but it was the hardest thing for me to do to actually open my eyes and watch that event, and I was the head judge. <laughs> right, right. It got, to a point, yeah. it got to a point where I honestly thought, like, hey, I'm just going to put my head down, and if the crowd goes, oh, I know it crashes. If he cheers, I'll watch the replay. Um, <laughs> I never actually did that. But I did. I mean, I've got a lot of memories from Best Trick, and yeah. I can tell you, my hair on my arms were standing up, and I was honestly scared of that event every year. Like, I, I really, I you know, it became to a point where I think that the decision to pull the plug on it was was a good one. You know, <laughs> uh, scariest moment for that? Uh, honestly, the scariest moment was watching Travis pull the first double. The other guys, I kind of knew, like, I don't know. There wasn't, like, a whole lot of mystery behind it. I really didn't have much faith that they were going to make it, I guess you could say. So <laughs> right, when right. Travis was going for his double the first time, and that was crazy because they had Debbie sitting right next to the judges, uh-huh. like, before he went. And then he did his first run. I think he was fourth or fifth after the first run. And I made eye contact with Debbie, and she looked at me, and she's like, you, and I could, she pointed at me, uh-huh. and she's like, you guys are making him do this. And I'm oh, like, come what? on, really? Yeah, and she's like, if he wasn't in fifth, he wouldn't do the double backflip. And then I felt like, I, oh. I'm like, no, that's not, we didn't miss him to do the double, you know, so Jeez. it was kind of gnarly. And I, yeah. I, but I saw the pain on her face, and, I, and then it made me even more scared, because right. she was, I mean, she was seriously praying and crying and did not want to see Travis try it. And then, but I will tell you, when he made it, I've never been at any sporting event that was like you felt a part of it. Like when right. he made that double backflip, you honestly, I've never heard anything so loud. Like roof just blew off that place <laughs> and you felt like you were a part of, you know, yeah. something special. Uh, seven that was probably the oh. scariest one, you know. 702-586-7857. You got a question about X Games judging. Anything, Regis Harrington, uh, being one of KTM's first ever factory riders. You got that question on your mind? Call him; he can answer it. Oh, oh man, <laughs> that, that, that was a short-lived deal. Your bike on fire? That, he can answer it. Yeah, yeah um, that was great. Hey, do you feel like, and this is sort of what I wrote today, and I know we talked about this mm, a couple years ago on the Pulp Show, you and I did, and I feel like X Games is is a little jumping the shark, or perhaps totally jumping the shark. Well, here's my take, and I I believe you. I mean, I'm 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 seventy percent on board with you, and then thirty percent of me sees it just a little bit different. If uh-huh. I had to put a number on it, okay. Um, I'm a I'm a racer through and through, so I like finish lines. I like training. I like hard work. I like you know, and I want people to get into our sport to see the family side of it, to see that hard work pays off, you know, and it kept me out of trouble my whole life, and all that, yeah, all that good stuff. Um. I do believe that, like you said, that more eyes are on the sport. Um, I do believe that when you go to an X Games event, it's really not as 909 as what people claim it to be. Like, I see, like, for lack of better terms, but I see, like, kids with, 
you know, like their dads and they, they wear their hats, like not how we were. You could see that they're new to the sport at X Games all the time. And it's mm-hmm. like, I see a residual of uh, a residual uh, bonus that our sport gets because of it. And I think like the corporate sponsors, you know, back in 2001, you saw that like Jeremy McGrath was the only one. I know that, like, from the outside looking in, it looks like we only have energy drinks. But, man, if you look at the teams, like, like Hart and Tins, Dodge and Makita Suzuki and all these other things, I think a part of what X Games did helped get those people into our sport as sponsorship. Wow. And, uh, maybe. As la- I mean, as la- maybe. As lame as it sounds, yeah. those corporate people, whenever you talk to them, they'll go, Oh, you do motocross? Oh, is that what Brian Deegan does? Or is that what Travis Pastrana does? And then these agents are like, well, not exactly. But then they have an opportunity to present the Supercross and the motocross. Like, I think, you know, like like Brian Dungey, he had Target. Well, Nate Adams brought Target to Freestyle before anybody had Target, mm-hmm. you yeah. know? Yeah, the freestyle, like, the freestyle guys have, there's no doubt, they... You know, the, some of them have Verizon. Some of them have some really good outside corporate sponsors. And, and it's all because of X Games. I'll, I'll give you that. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think that some, I think it's not doing us any harm, but I don't, I don't think like everything is because of freestyle by right. no means. Right. But I think that, I think we, we, our sport is getting some, I don't think it's a bad thing. And I think mm-hmm. our sport is getting some residual effects of the once a year, you know, X games, uh, right. you know, notoriety. Um, but, but then again, sometimes it's hard because, you know, even if I see people that don't even nothing to do with motocross or oh, you're an X games judge and, you know, like, yeah, well, what did you used to do? Well, I used to race. Oh, did you ever do a backflip? Like, no, I used to race. You know, it's <laughs> yeah, hard yeah, for me because yeah. I'm always, like, trying to say, right. I'm trying to say, no, racing better, like, because I, I mean, that's just what I feel, you know, but. The whole thing, though, uh, like, uh, the whole thing, like, with the the step up and, you know, they just declared a tie, the the Moto X event, like, the gate didn't fall one year on one side, it didn't fall the same, uh, everyone got pushed out, it was dusty, like, I just feel like they could. All of us idiots in the industry are thinking it's such a big deal, and they could care less, you know, about the event, well, the track, who wins, or whatever. I just don't think that ESPN, like, I've been a part of, like, inviting writers and a part of the meetings. I, mean, I think they try. You know, like, I know who was in charge of the track that year that was really dusty, and he's a dear friend of mine, mm-hmm. Dane Heron. And I believe that they really try, but... They don't have the years of experience behind them of doing it. You right, know what I mean? It's right. like, oh, well, it's a gate and it's a track. Well, we'll just water it before the nighttime. And it's like, wait a minute, you got dirt works. These guys that have been doing it every year. Yeah. You know, I maybe they should have been a part of it because they know how to keep up with the track and they know. I don't think that it's like a, a class. I think everybody's effort is there on ESPN side, and they mm-hmm. really want to make it great. But then I think a lot of us, and I say us because I still consider myself a racer, and from that side of the industry, just. Sometimes we do shake our heads and go like, man, like such a bummer. Like at the end of the day, we know that it ultimately it, it is TV. It is yeah. all for TV. It's yeah. not, ultimately it's not about the racing, but you know, you look at our sport now where everything is about the racing and the TV is not as good as it could be. Everybody complains about the TV. It's like, you got to pick yeah. your battles kind of. Yeah. Well, you know? no, you have a good point because you know, right now there's no intermissions in nationals. The national motos are bam, bam, bam because of, because of TV. And lots of complaining in the pits. And it's like, hey, guys, we're trying to package and showcase the sport for TV. You know? so Right. Like yeah. ESPN's on the other side going, hey, this is a TV show. You're going to race. And they're like, oh, my gosh, it's dusty and it's right, and right, a right. clown show. And they're like, hey, the gate's dropping. The gate's dropping. And we still have, you know, right. we're going with that. You know? So it's, 
Yeah. It's hard, man. I um, can see the complete balance because of being a part of X Games that was all for TV. It's like, hey, the TV show starts right now. No way fans are up about it. But then being on the racing side, it's like, hey, wait a minute. You can't. You got to give the riders rest. You know, it's just, it's a weird balance. You know? uh, freestyle itself, um, have we reached a limit? Have we, we? I mean, backflips are gnarly, but they're not. They don't blow anybody away. The double backflips are there a little bit. Have we reached a limit of progression? Well, I thought that, and I've, you know, we've over on the Red Bull X Fighter side, Tessul and, and all the judges and that stuff, we've worked relentlessly on trying to make it a better show and get away from the backflip because, honestly, it's as dangerous as it looks and, and all the people like TV and money, 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 everybody really is a tight-knit family over there, and nobody wants to see anybody get hurt. So yeah. we're always thinking of ways to reward people for not, doing backflips and stuff and if you look over at the red bull side there's a guy tom padges that's doing like players yeah. and stuff now but it's just he's doing spinning tricks that where if you get in trouble you can get away from the bike you're not stuck underneath it and yep. you know he he doesn't want to flip because he he doesn't even like to do regular flips because they scare him and you know he's lost a lot of friends from him so his brother I thought that yeah. reached a plateau but but now this tom padges is, is doing stuff that is like mind-blowing he did a he did like a 540 Superman at the last thing, you know, like where he, he does like a flare off of a quarter pan, yeah. quarter ramp, and then halfway through it, he does a Superman as he's flipping. And okay. I saw that and was just like, holy crap, like, right. you know. Um, well, I saw him, at, I see him at Bercy every year. So, yeah, he does t- some of that stuff on at, at Bercy. Um, Regis, thank you for coming on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah, thanks uh, for having me. X and, Games uh, this weekend going off without you. That's all right with me. I'm gonna uh, maybe I'll have a whole different view of it now that I watch it on TV from right. being you know there. So. Right, and of course a guy from motocross, a guy from motocross action, well known as the leaders in the freestyle world, is uh, now head judge. Hey, but you know what, Basher's great. He's uh, he's been a judge for a long time, and and he's a good dude. He no, Basher, Basher's and, uh, a great guy. No, no, I'm just making fun of him. Basher's a good dude. Yeah, no, no, no. I cannot wait to tweet tonight that I will fight Basher <laughs> in the parking lot because I do not like the result. Fantastic. <laughs> so. thank, thank you, Regis. Appreciate it. All right. Have a good day, guys. And, uh, yeah, hopefully talk to you Monday afterwards. Maybe we can talk X Games tomorrow. Yeah, sounds good, man. Thanks. Bye, Reg. See you. Okay. All right, everybody. That's Regis Harrington. Uh, Jason Wygant is alive. He's in the hills of Tennessee, and he's called in, or we called him. You got a new phone, Wygant. Welcome to the show. Yeah, I actually stole this phone from uh, Jen Kenyon, who's the PR ch- uh, chick down here. So I guess this is part of the role, right? You've got to help get the press out there. Well, so. it, it is, and uh, you're on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. And are you psyched, pumped, ready, ready to light the candles for the NBC <laughs> Loretta's show this Saturday? They told me that they have a crew of 96 people. That is the television crew, 96 people. I think we have less than half, if not only a third of that, even on a regular Lucas Oil Pro Motocross Championship weekend. So, Wow. I sure as heck better be psyched and pumped. There's never been – think this is so bizarre. Two straight hours on a network live. That has never happened in the history of this sport for any race of any kind. And then the amateurs are the ones <laughs> that get that. Oh, Wes Williams, very excited. Um, Michelle is going to get better coverage than any pro motocross racer I've ever gotten. That's a good point. Um, what time yep. is it? What, what, do you know the time? Uh, three, three to five Eastern. Three Eastern. to five Eastern okay. on NBC. Uh, two hours live. We'll cover the last two motos here, which is 250 A, 250B. They're basically the most stacked. And yep. then we'll have highlights of those two classes, first two motos, and whatever other 
Motos we can get in there, highlights of, and, and things like that, too. Kelly Stavis is getting down there and bringing all the big guns. Yeah, yeah, and Megan Stavis and myself, it's, it's Chris Bond and, and Jeff Manhart, the same producer and director we have every weekend. Um, we do have Sal Masekela, though, because he's the host. It's the Red Bull Signature Series event, so we have Sal nice. for the mix all right. uh, as well. Um, all right, okay, so we're – how's the rain? I saw a video yesterday. Oh, uh, it would look like dude. there was arc building time. It was – yeah, it was. Like, it was unbelievable. You know, motocross, you pretty much race rain or shine, but at, after about – the third moto yesterday, they were just ra- they were just still racing through it, and I think everybody's like, "This is ridiculous. Just stop, <laughs> stop, uh, just stop." Because it was getting to the point, and you know what this is like that you almost couldn't tell what was the track anymore. It was just lakes, and you're like, "What's the infield? Infield? What?" Right. You could, yeah. So oh. they stopped. So they we lost about five hours there, but um, three years ago we had bad weather on on Thursday and made it up by Saturday. So having it on Wednesday, this shouldn't be a problem. They'll they'll get it all in. Uh, Tim Ferry looks like he yeah. fell a couple times in his moto today. Lost to Robbie Reynard. Yeah, I'm surprised it went that way because it's weird. Like, okay, everyone in the tower is saying, oh, this is nothing to Ferry. He's won motocross the nations before. There's no bigger pressure race than that. But any of these dudes that come back always say, for some reason, they get mega nervous here, even though it means so much less. There isn't any money right. on the line or anything. Uh, so usually the first motos are their toughest. They got to get those jitters out. Plus, when's the last time Timmy raced? He raced uh, an Aryan Regional, and that's it in the right. last five years, right? Right. Like that's a lot to get back up to speed. So I was shocked that his first motos were so good, and then it was a little bit tougher in the next motos. That was surprising to me. Hey, he fell twice. Don't worry, we still got mm-hmm. it. We're still in command. You're still in attention, okay? Yeah. Because dude, the first motos. I mean, he was twentieth at one point and just right. rolled all those guys. And I'm like, he could fall nine times and win, but. <laughs> And he, quite. and he whole shot, his looked like he whole shot, I saw a photo on Instagram, so he whole shot, and like, it, theoretically, it should be really easy, but no. Oh, no. Well, I guess pointing to the same thing I was saying, like Raynard, who's raced here a ton of times, he's raced here the last, I think, three years. Every year, Raynard starts the week off terribly, and then gets really good at the end. Like, it takes him all week to get the jitters out, still, at like 40 years old. Someone said he had, so arm, maybe someone said he had arm pump yesterday, and I'm like... Yeah, is this Reynard? This is ninety three or twenty thirteen? Because Robbie Reynard and arm pump. <laughs> Same thing last year, and then that last moto of the week last year is right. the one he passed Carmichael. It's like yeah. arm pump. It'll, it'll, maybe when he's set in the seventy plus class, he'll finally figure that out. Um, hey, would you um, would you say that maybe uh, Scott Plessinger, no, Aaron Plessinger, Scott's his dad. Uh, yeah, Aaron Plessinger, maybe a big surprise. Yeah, that's the biggest surprise of the week. Four fifty B. He's dominated that one, but. The team managers always told me 450B is a nice little class to hide in because if you think about it, if you're if you want to be the next big guy, you know you're going to be racing 250 when you turn pro. Mm-hmm. So normally the action in the amateur class is like to be big enough as a B rider, strong enough to race a 450 but still be B rider. Sometimes those guys aren't in there. Right. But the fact that he won the 250B moto yesterday, which is mega stacked, that's one of the ones we'll cover on NBC. That was a bit surprising. He credits it all to. Uh, Matt Walker's Moto X compound, so he changed his riding style completely. And he's like nine feet tall. I don't know where this um, – he's changed so much in a short amount of time. Yeah, and, he, and he's, a, he's an off-road rider. He rides GNCCs, Moto, a little bit of everything. So you love this guy. Yeah. This is your favorite well, rider. Well, yeah, I'm pumped. I mean, right. I've, I've known him for a long time from the GNCC youth races. But I do have to say that it was pretty muddy when he won that 250B Moto. So there's still something to prove as far as, like, making a statement. But mm-hmm. – Jordan Smith, who was the favorite in that class, blew up. His, his bike blew up in that moto. So, okay. title-wise, the guys he's really got to worry about, he doesn't have to beat them anymore. Right, right. 
Uh, factory yeah. at Unadilla, Geico Honda will uh, debut with Matt Bishaglia, and he looks like he's on point, uh, dominating um, his motos. Yeah, he does. I, I'm really confused on the Bishaglia thing because every time I've seen him here with the Factory Connection team last year and this year, he's been pretty much lights out. Last year, he went head to head with Cooper Webb in the B class. We see what Cooper's capable of, and to me, he was right there with him, stride for stride. Uh-huh. I hear a lot of people say, "Ah, Bashele is really good, but you can't put him in that Kennard, uh, Tomac, Barsha category." There, okay. you know, he's not quite at that level of speed. Every time I've seen him here, he's solid. And what you guys will see at Unadilla or maybe Saturday on NBC, he is Kevin Windham in so many ways. He looks like him, he talks like him, which is, you know, handling your interviews like Kevin Windham is not a bad thing. No, no. Uh, then he rides for the same team. I I think he's going to be really good. I'm, I, I, maybe it's a Wyndham thing where maybe he looks smooth so right. it doesn't appear that he's fast, but it's impressive to me. Uh, 702-586-7857. We've got Wygant on the line for just a little while longer. Call in if you have a question about uh, Loretta Lins or really um, backyard wrestling also. Um, uh, Shane McElrath, another guy. It looks like, and again, I'm just looking at the results. He seems yeah. like he's a little back, a little off Bisaglia's pace. And um, R.J. Hampshire got second and one 450 moto I saw. What else has caught your eye? Um, first of all, McElrath, I guess, hurt himself a couple weeks ago. Okay. Had a separated shoulder. But the word on him is a lot of people are saying, like, uh, you know, he, he gets good starts and then people put the pressure on and he, he struggled with that. Um, it's like not in a complete package. Like, no one knows what exactly to expect from him. Uh, he could do really well here or he could struggle a little bit because of the injury and because they're saying uh, 10 minutes in, he gets arm pumped and things like that. So that's a question. Um, there are some kids. It's ridiculous down here. There's a kid named Chet Reynolds. That's a good name, right? Uh-huh. Now, normally the way it works here, if you're on 50s, you dominate on 50s, then you move up to 65, and you're racing riders like three years older than you, so you're just going to be mid-packed yep. for a few years. Yep. Chet Reynolds today actually won a 50 and a 65 moto, which never, ever, ever happened. Uh. Um, well, you know, like Ryder D. Francesco, who everyone yep. Yep. knows wins a lot. Like he got ninth in his motor today because he's just in that age group. Now he's got to race kids like two years older. Yeah, and this jet and, and this jet kid just, just doesn't care. Yeah. He's just going for it. All right. um, the rider they always compare that to. I know Millsaps was always on the radar when he was a kid. For he could beat riders two years older than him. Uh huh. Um, the only thing on Jet Reynolds, I just it'd be cool to give him a nickname. I just can't think of anything. No, no, what not at all. Do with uh, is he Reynolds, is huh? he bigger? Is he a bigger kid? You can jumbo. No, not really. Um, uh, and it's funny. He's also on the Cobra sixty five, which very few people ride. You have a class with basically. Oh. When you watch sixty fives here, you know if you're in a Kawasaki or a Cobra, you're really good because you're probably only riding it because they're you're you're yeah. like basically factory sponsored. <laughs> right, right, right. Like so, I think with Sam Cirilla race that it was thirty nine KTM's and him. So you're like, wow, that kid must be really good. So, so is Cowie still marching dudes out there, huh? On a, on this on a KX. Uh, I, you know what? I don't see any 65s this year. Any KX 65s. It must be over. <laughs> finally, finally, it's over. Um, what's uh, they have the bell crank suspension that bike still, like the old full floater style. Yeah, 1984 suspension. Yeah. What What's the biggest surprise? Uh, and maybe we covered it, but what's to what about? Okay, well, actually, before we get to that, uh, Jerry yeah. Robin um, is 85. Oh, yeah. Is 85 blew up, which. Uh, uh, is unfortunate, but somewhat predictable. He grabs an 07. <laughs> he grabs an 07 CR250, wins a moto. Then he gets his 85 fixed. Yeah. 
and it rode it in the mud, which is a little crazy. I'll tell you what, he really can ride, because when he had the 07, he won. Yep. Uh, that B-class moto, that's pretty legit when you win the B-class. I saw him in the 85, he finished ninth, and that was that same stack moto that I mentioned, Plessinger won, and Jordan okay. Smith blew up in. He got ninth on that bike, uh, and man, I was watching him. He kills corners and blows out burns. He's impressive. They told me that what happened is when that video went went viral. Yeah. Um, south of the border called him. Said, "Come on down here and train with us." Saw the house, and then I guess they hooked him up with Chad Watts, who got like found every '85 Sierra that he could find, like six of them, <laughs> and then like took all the best parts out of each one. Yeah. But uh, still blew up. <laughs> still blew up. Um, yeah, the kid. Like twenty some years old. We had him on the we had him on the pulp show. He seems like a really nice dude. The Minnesota mm-hmm. kid, just whatever, you know. Um, yep. What about the vet classes? What's going on with that? Trampus Parker won a moto? Oh, man. Okay. This is motocross trivia no one, no one can solve. Okay. So the 40-plus class is the first one that raced yesterday when we were done with the rain. Yeah. And it's got Trampus Parker. It's got uh, Treadwell and Keith Johnson, Barry Karsten. Pretty much, I mean, these guys are around your age, Mathis. If there's any... Decent ex-pro racing 40-plus. You've probably heard of them, correct? Yes, I would think so, right. That's why right. Right there, there aren't any it's right in my wheelhouse. Guys that are, right. Right, we're, exactly, right in our wheelhouse. There aren't any guys that are going to destroy that class that you don't remember racing. So some guy named James Bennett gets the whole shot and just yards everybody. He's two seconds a lap faster, not just to start. Every lap, he's pulling away from Johnson, Parker, Treadwell. Really? Carson, no yeah, yeah. problem. AMA dudes are like, James Bennett, I've never heard of this guy. Yeah. Everyone had never heard of him. He did fall. He got second. So I asked him on the podium, like, what's your deal? He's like, oh, I turned pro in 96, broke my leg. Haven't raced until this year. Wow. It's like uh, Roy Hobbs, the natural. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's you know, just like the natural. Shot, didn't pitch anymore. Yeah. And then uh, decided to try it again. Wow. That's cool. What a devastating leg injury that must have been. It took 15 years <laughs> off. <laughs> Probably just got out of the cast a couple months ago. Um Dude, like, and That's crazy. the thing is, you're talking about Johnson and Tribble and all those guys. They don't, they never stop racing. Same thing with Carson, right, you know what I mean? Right, like, right. That's crazy. Yeah. And, and you interviewed Barry? Yeah, he got third. I, I said if he wins a moto, I'll hug him, even if he's muddy. Yeah. Totally down for that. Right. Totally, in a, totally yeah. down with that. Um, hey, yeah. I, I tuned in. I have tuned in yesterday to watch uh, you and Kevin Kelly up in the booth. Yeah. There's a live feed, which yeah. is really cool. It works great. Good job to... For everybody getting that down. I'm really curious, though. Does no one care what you guys say up there? I mean, honestly. It seems... Yeah. It, seems... it doesn't translate as well over the web. Like, the people in the motorhomes who are listening to this for literally 12 straight hours of racing for six days, yeah, they really enjoy the banter. I don't know how well it comes across on the web, but I'm sure not changing it, that's for sure. Well, no, 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 don't change it. But I, I, I'm blown yeah. away that, like, no one from like official wise comes up there and goes, Hey guys, could you call the racing? (laughs) Yeah. 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 I've never like, okay. People like to complain. We know this. Yeah. Right. Right. The only thing in my life, I think I've never heard people complain about is the announcing here. (laughs) We actually get compliments on it all the time. And I'm not saying that to brag because as you know, I'm the one that ruins the sport every weekend. Yeah. Yeah. No, I know what it's like to not get complimented. Uh, the people here love it because, I mean, honestly, the 20-minute moto, quite often things don't change. Right, but we could right, just right, keep calling right. the same leader. Yeah. Or we could give you something else. I mean, you guys, started, never had a problem. you guys started going on because some guy's name was like a Kia 
So you started talking about Swedish furniture and and in college. Yeah. I mean, just that's right. I mean, it, it it went any it went everywhere and anywhere but the racing. And I'm not I'm not complaining. I'm just amazed that in this politically correct world we live in, that no one comes to you guys and goes, "Hey, man, just call the race." You know. <laughs> That's right. It was the college boy class, and a guy named Ikea was doing well. We're like, well, the perfect. Right. Every college student has Ikea. Perfect. <laughs> and then it was 10 minutes yeah. later. It was still Ikea furniture. It was, yeah. No, it was awesome. No, Same leader. I'm just really, yeah, I, uh, I'm really surprised. The only way no to one, get through it. I agree. I agree. We haven't been yelled at yet. Do you think you can bring that same style to NBC on Saturday? I, will, I might as well just be change my name. Gonna be a totally different guy. Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Well, okay. Somebody stole Emmett's golf cart today, though. By the way. Oh. Very upset. Someone stole yeah. it. I mean, how does that happen? Yeah, he's like, see this key I have right here. Well, I guess my golf cart starts without it because it's gone. Um, oh, and then he said, you know, we we put the word out over the PA system. Now they know they have Emmett's cart, which only probably adds to the thrill, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess maybe the, I bet you those keys are pretty universal. So I, I, so that's right. No, for or real. Or a knife, I heard works. No, for real. I bet you, like, there's only, like, 15 patterns, you know? Probably right. And they, yep. just, they just make it that way. I don't know. Who knows? But Jeff Emig, no golf cart for him, so now he's got to be talking to, like, normal people and stuff. <laughs> That's, I guess, why I wanted it back so bad. I didn't realize that. Right, right. All right, any more rain in the forecast besides raining uh, green for Tim Ferry? Uh, unfortunately, they say it might rain on Saturday. Oh, man. <laughs> that, could, that could be... That could be a problem. Yeah, no doubt. Hey, everybody, welcome. Is no one calling? No one calling? No calls? No calls. No calls. Um, yeah. Just enjoying right. listening. Just enjoying the listening, I guess. Uh, yeah, I'm sure that's what it is. I'm just so entertaining. It's weird yeah. because, for real, the lines were jammed before. I'm just saying. Just, just So, saying. X Games freestyle judging big uh, Loretta <laughs> Lynn's act. Ah, forget it. Um, hey, we're going to let you go on that note. Thank you for uh, making this happen. I I thought we'd just have to keep talking about uh, backflips forever. So thank you. And uh, enjoy, the, uh, enjoy the rest of the week, Loretta Lynch. Tell Timmy, tell Timmy, just mm-hmm. focus, relax, smooth, breathe, all that. Uh, Timmy's dad was telling me all about how Timmy did absolutely no training whatsoever, never did any cardio work or anything at all. And he was like, come on. Yeah, so <laughs> – Coming in, coming in, coming in hot. Relax. Uh, hey, this NBC thing, by the way. Yeah. Um, we are on essentially against the X Games, so um, that makes no sense for me to. I mean, the X Games are somewhat part of the sport, as you and Chase debated today in the website. But yeah, yeah. Loretta's ratings outstrip the X Games ratings. That would be pretty huge to the sport of motocross. So I'm just telling you, watch the show. Okay, well, everybody, watch it. It's uh, goddamn. What time was it? Three to five. Three to five Eastern. Three to NBC. five Eastern. Don't yeah. say you don't get the channel. Even if you have rapid ears on your TV, you have it. <laughs> you can get NBC exactly. Um, yeah. And fantastic. Thank you, Jason Wygant from Loretta Lens. Appreciate it. I right, see you guys. See Bye. Ya. All right, everybody. Uh, that was Jason Wygant uh, live from Loretta's. And uh, let's all hope Tim Ferry can make it happen. Uh, thanks everybody for listening to the Fly Racing Moto 60 Show. Regis Harrington. Jason Wygant guests off week, but we're still bringing you the noise. Uh, thank you to Fly for the aluminum loading ramp, the podium bike stand, the set of fly downs, or fly tie downs, fly downs. Uh, Josh won. Josh? Yeah, Josh. Yeah, Josh. Thanks, Josh, uh, for listening. You, you're, uh, you're a proud winner. Fly Racing, the gear and helmet choice of Andrew Short, Trey Kennard, Wetson Pike, Michael Byrne, Jerry Robin. Where's Fly Racing on his 85? 
as well as a whole host of other top-level athletes. Fly Racing distributed exclusively in the United States by WPS and available in 40-plus countries. Thanks, everybody, for listening on the Fly Racing Moto 60 show. We will see you next week. Yeah.